Greetings. Welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. Wonderful show for you today. We get the whole gang here, myself, Father Isaiah, and Father Christopher, and we launch into a saint, St. Anthony the Great, or St. Anthony of the Desert, or St. Anthony uh, Abbot, who celebrated his uh, feast day on the 17th of January, so last week. But we take the occasion to talk a little bit about the secrets to the spiritual life. St. Anthony recognized as the father of monasticism and of spiritual life in general, having a great work written by him, written of him by another saint. And so for book recommendations, as I begin the podcast, if you've never read The Life of St. Anthony by St. Athanasius, it's definitely on the recommended uh, book list uh, for sure. And in today's podcast, we get into some of those secrets of the spiritual life as given to us by St. Anthony, his story, which is a tremendous uh, almost conversion story or story to embrace the fullness of monastic life. And then some uh, other uh, insights into the nature of temptation, how temptation functions in our life and how we can be intentional about uh, seeking for and growing in virtue. And then finally, the connection between St. Anthony and a bacon cheeseburger. So all these and more today on our podcast. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Isaiah. That's Father Michael. And that one is Father Christopher. Hey. Welcome, Father Christopher. Triple Lindy here. over here. It's a triple Lindy. What is the tri- we were We were actually doing a little research on what the triple Lindy is. Father Christopher, what is a triple Lindy? Yes, well, apparently the triple Lindy is a dive, like a, like a aquatic dive where you, you dive into the pool with As a in particular water. style and particular oh. skill water. and strength. But it's a dive that shows up in the movie Back to School from 1986, mm. a little, little bit before my time. Cold um, classic. A cold classic, mm-hmm. and it's it's supposed it's supposedly impossible, and it might actually not be possible to do. So, uh, that 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 educated me is is in terms of uh, that the cultural reference that I'd not known before. It's I thought a, it was a dance, the triple Lindy, but yeah, I was, not. I was actually thinking it was ice skating when I was like like when they they twirl around, yeah, or a gymnastics routine. There's that mm. there's that one gymnast who could like. Uh, Simone, I'm forgetting her last name. You know, Simone Biles. 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 Yeah, yeah she, and she did just some crazy mm-hmm. triple axle thing. But this is but so the triple the E is axles a, is ice skating, not yeah, that, uh, figure so, skating. Yeah, yeah, figure yeah. skating. Yeah. What's 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 you're when thinking you're just the, the Lindy Hop, which is a part. Of, yeah, swing. Yeah, uh, the Lindy Hop. Yeah. Now that's the Lin, I'm thinking of that. If it's dance, I'm thinking the Lin Lur, which is uh, not Gone with the Wind. What's that other one? Um, they have sounds like, like a Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have. Uh, Floor routines have like these twist jump things. So there's some sort of combination of tr- twists and then uh, full rotations to make a, an element in the floor routine. And so she did something that was really impressive. Well, speaking and of that, diving right in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, this is kind well, of immediate res now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, we were, we, were, we were set to tape the podcast this week, and Father Christopher came down the hall and wanted to, to share some good news with us. So he got, he, we said, put on a headset, man. Put on a headset, on a headset and let's, let's, let's do this. Uh, you know, I was thinking today is, uh, in this last week, we celebrated the Feast of numer- a Number of Saints, but one who is kind of just a, a real paradigm of spiritual life and mastery is um, uh, St. Anthony of the Desert, uh, who is... The a, is Anthony. A, yeah, yes. the, the Anthony. I noticed at morning prayer, we prayed for a number of Anthonys. Father Anthony, our novice master, and someone prayed for... Turns out none of them are actually... This is not the Anthony 
<laughs> Most of them are patron. Anthony of Padua's. <laughs> Most yeah. of them are Anthony of Padua, so I thought yeah. that to be quite ironic. Well, from who does St. Anthony of Padua get his name? It must oh. have been St. Anthony the Great. There you, you know? go. Like, it, it's all, it all is inherited down, you know? So I, I was thinking we, we could just kind of do a little bit of Anthony the Great, great talk. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah, let's do <laughs> okay. it. All right. So St. Anthony the Great is his, um, w- basically the founder, the fa- not maybe not the first person, but it's certainly uh, kind of in The father history. of monks. The father of, yeah, yeah, monasticism going yeah. out into uh, the desert. And so have, have you have you read the, the life of St. Anthony by St. Athanasius? By St. Athanasius, yeah. I have not. You have not. Yeah. Tell me what's in it. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. That's goodness gracious. It. How did you not have you have you gotten this far in religious life and not read that? Uh, I don't know. Clearly, <laughs> I'm <don't> <laughs> bad religious. No, by grace, I gotta go into the desert. Bad. It just, it just it's obviously by grace. Have you, have you uh, Father Zay? Oh, yeah, you read, yeah, you read yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was actually it was it was part of the uh, great, but the the my introduction to it was part of the great books. Yeah, ah, oh, oh, I see. It's, 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 it's my was. Caltech background failing me there. <laughs> All science, <laughs> science, technology, science, technology. You, you can, you can, you know, you know how to do coding for uh, unmanned cars, but when it, <laughs> <laughs> but when it was authentic unmanned. Christian living. <laughs> no, so it starts. We we heard the first uh, chapter. Well, first of all, it's the first book written by a saint of another saint mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. So yeah. it just it has that going for it. It's and it's because of that I think that's actually why it out of all the different saints that took to the desert like Anthony did the uh the, the in Egypt he becomes in a sense the most notable mm-hmm. because he is you know, kind of brought to prominence by the work of Athanasius. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's this kind of, he, he doesn't just have, cause there's, there's the whole, um, like Cashin has all these stories right. of, of different right. monks that go. So there's all this, this, this whole wealth of literature around these people that decide around the time when Christian Christianity is legalized. Mm-hmm. It's a question of like, Oh, how do we like live radically for Jesus right. without mm-hmm. basically putting our life on the line? Well, because we, you can't yeah, anymore. Yeah, because you can't. And this was even happening even before Christianity was, was really legalized in early 300. So, cause, and he's actually a little bit before that time, but persecutions were on and off. So it wasn't just the uh, persecutions right. weren't uh, everywhere even. And in fact, they weren't, um, probably as virulent as uh, as like history kind of tells. I mean, exactly, certainly they, yeah. there were moments like Diocletian and Nero and others. Yeah. But there was a lot of laissez-faire too out, mm-hmm. in the, out, out as you yeah. get past Rome. Yeah. But anyway, you, so you're, you're in Egypt. You've mm-hmm. got this kind of fervor to flee kind of the big cities, go out right. in the desert and to live a very aromatical kind of contemplative life of prayer and work and simplicity uh, following the Gospels. And... Anthony is um, led to this life by basically allowing the Lord to to speak to him yeah. in liturgy. So yeah. as, as the story goes, and this is how this, the story kind of begins that we heard today, he's on his way to church. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about his, and his parents, he's, he's six months after his parents had died, he's about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just kind of inherited, uh, you know, all of the, the family estate. property mm-hmm. and the estate and, and the period of grief is kind of over now and he's he thinking like sister, he has to figure out he's yeah. like what's next so it's of. kind of like what's next and he's kind of thinking about the bigger um questions of life and pondering how the apostles got together in the acts of the apostles and mm-hmm. kind of led this life of unity and community and how christ calls you know 
a kind of radical following for those who say, how, you know, how, how can I be perfect or what must I do to follow you? And as he walks into church, uh, the gospel is basically <laughs> sell everything and give it to mm-hmm. the poor and then come follow me. And so he hears yeah. those words and he says, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So he, he goes. So wait a minute. That. So, so are you telling me like that he came in about five minutes late to mass and he heard his well, calling maybe. from God. <laughs> well, here's where here's where I say don't let the details catch you up. <laughs> the point is he was open to the Lord. <laughs> he heard the Lord's voice he was and he responded to which it. Which is the whole point. <laughs> That's the whole point. But no, I in fact the joke after after the reading this morning because then afterwards he then um, he, he comes back to church the uh, the following days and, and hears um, basically uh, don't have any care for tomorrow. Basically, mm-hmm. leave it. And at that yeah. point divest himself of literally everything else yeah. and even puts his sister in the care of uh, some nuns, basically, yeah, basically for lack of a better term, yeah. and <laughs> kind of goes, so... He finds uh, himself if you, a cave. Yeah, if he, he finds himself a cave. Actually, he becomes, this is why he's, he's associated. I didn't realize this till I went to a, um, in Spain, a little... Um, shop I, f- I forget what it was called the translation was something basically it was, it was like pig heaven or something it was it was a shop all about pork products okay so it's selling all kinds of pork and things uh, um so like a bacon bazaar ex- bacon bazaar exactly <laughs> and in the back in the in the back of the shop so there's a shop it was really kind of cool it had all this all these like meats and seasonings and wow. you just imagine at everything you know i don't know if they had like different cream bacon flavored creams or pork product kind of stuff and in the back there were all these holy items and there's basically this monk looking guy with all these pigs and stuff and i'm thinking gosh i wonder who this is and it turns out it's it's anthony of the desert because oh. his first i mean so you have to have some kind of living he was a swineherd basically before oh, okay. before he went deep into the desert oh, okay. his his and it's hinted at at the end of that office of readings we had where he basically has care care of the flock well that flock was a was a flock of pigs yeah <laughs> swine, okay, so a swineherd basically so so patron saint of of pork products okay as well yeah <laughs> all right patron saint of bacon not bad patron. I'm kind of yeah. making that up, but I guess someone's <laughs> got to be. <laughs> so. Would that be St. Peter when he had the vision, that, you see, slaughter the, and eat? That's like, right. Uh, like, I think. So he's, I, w- I always take him as being more than just kind of just kosher, just cheeseburgers as well. Like, just kind of like all the kosher laws mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. fall under the rubric of Peter. So, but in a very particular <laughs> way. Particularly about pork. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah particularly about oh. Anthony. Uh, in, nice. In, in raising pork products. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, that was what I say. So, so in iconography, if you see, so, and he's obviously kind of got the big white beard. He's kind of, he's got the yeah. air medical kind of signs of, of iconography. But, but if you see right. a guy shepherding or pig, do you Bunch shepherd of- pigs? You shepherd sheep, but what do you... You right. patrol you pigs? Heard. You heard? You heard? Yeah, you oh, heard yeah. Pigs? They're, um, yeah, they're okay. There okay. You go. So if, you, if you're a herd, right. she, a swine herd, right? Swine that's herd, the, that's a herd. The yeah, there, there you go. It's a swine herd. So a herder of swine. So if you if you herd swine, your patron is uh, St. Anthony. St. Anthony, Anthony of the Desert. Uh, Anthony yeah. of the Desert. But my, my, if you get caught in the details, what you end up is you get a story about a guy who comes late to Mass. Here's one, <laughs> one phrase leaves mass early <laughs> makes what looks like a rash decision <laughs> and it does and, it twice <laughs> and f- and, f- and foists his own penance on his sister so, well, so what do you mean by that what, what, what happened in the, the story that he foists a penance on his sister so he puts her in a convent 
That's that's for her, her good, the salvation no, of her soul. It's, so long, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a penance, it's, it's a blessing. Well, no, well, I'll put it this way. He decided her vocation without, without her consent. Without her consent, yeah. <laughs> that's, because she was that, like that, six that, years that old by like the time, right? I'm looking up foist. I think that's exactly what it means. <laughs> that's a foisting. <laughs> May, who knows? You're right. It might not be a penance per se, but if it's not a vocation, it would be a penance. Yeah. I'll say uh, that. There you go. Right? He's, he's a great <laughs> saint, so he, he knew. He knew. Mm-hmm. Point is, don't get caught in the details or it doesn't look great. And that's <laughs> yeah. not it. If you read between the lines, that's not the greatest story. Here's a spiritual master. Yes. <laughs> Comes late, leaves early. <laughs> makes, I'm inspired. Looks, <laughs> makes what could be a hasty decision and, 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 and basically <laughs> decides things for others. <laughs> but now, St. Anthony's decision himself to go out into the desert was a very fruitful decision. A hundred percent. That's yeah. the point. The point of the story, I think the point of the story is that he was open in a, and what is, uh, certainly was ins- inspirational and inspired me when I first read it was that kind of openness to actually hearing the Lord and being moved by the Lord and and not feeling like we have to modulate for the great things he wants from us. Like, oh yeah, he says sell all and give it to the poor, but... You know that yeah. got to be reasonable. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's no, he's he was all in. Like the like the apostles themselves, he was all in. Yeah. But going back to that one part of like, it seems like a rash decision. But what's beautiful about Anthony is the very fact that he heard the voice of the Lord. He recognized. Yeah. It at the voice of the Lord mm-hmm. and just went and yeah. just activated. Exactly. You know, there was no hem-hawing about yep. it. Just, just go. Come and follow me. Yeah. yeah. And he was open to taking the next step too. Now, now St. Anthony uh, himself, uh, one of the ways we remember him is not just the fact of his life, but the many uh, sayings that are attributed mm-hmm. to him that's right. uh, amongst many of the other desert fathers. And he actually has one that sort of touches on this point. Give it to me. Oh, what yeah. have we got? Ooh. Well, let me tell you. Once St. Anthony was asked... What good work shall I do? And he answered, All works are not equal. The scriptures said that Abraham was hospitable, and God was with him. And Elijah loved quiet, and God was with him. And David was humble, and God was with him. What therefore you find that your soul desires in following God, that you should do, and keep your heart. So it's, it really is a question, not so much of each uh, person always being called to do the exact same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Saints are not made by cookie cutters, as it were, mm-hmm. um, but uh, to that thing that your heart calls you to. So if that's the desert, well, go do that. No, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And that's, that's, that's why it's spiritual club. That What you just read right there, that sounds like it could be. I mean, if you would have told me that was you know, St. Dominic kind of era, you know, mm-hmm. immediately I would think, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's nice. If you were to say, oh, that's, that's, that's a saint of St. Ignatius, you know, in the, yeah. in, in the, or if you told me that was, you know, like Dorothy Day, exactly. Yeah, Dorothy, exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You, you tell me some contemporary spiritual mm-hmm. kind of person I would. So that, that's the great thing about Anthony is his saints have a kind of perennial yeah. mm-hmm. or timeless character that, that they, I'm, I'm serious. If you have not read the life of St. Anthony by St. Athanasius and pick it up. First of all, it's not very, it's not long. very long. It's, you yeah. can you can read it in, in an hour or two, but these sayings and as Father Christopher uh, read mm-hmm. the, the kind of that diversity of vocation kind of say, it, the wisdom is perennial wisdom. It's timeless mm-hmm. wisdom, and it doesn't. Sometimes I'll be honest, 
you, you'll read a life of a saint that mm-hmm. goes back to kind of the early church and it yeah. feels very contextualized in its own moment. And so you yeah. kind of have to, you know, it kind of wade through <laughs> some of the context yeah. to get to the kernel. But you, you read in St. Anthony and his life and his story, and certainly mm-hmm. there are contextual aspects of, of living out in the desert and the air medical life. But the, the kind of the, 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 the sayings and mm-hmm. the wisdom is, is certainly as timeless in its own way and, and applicable for our time. And in some sense, even more so because of the stress on uh, the kind of sense of the power of of silence, the power yeah. of contemplation, and things that I think in a busy world we um, we don't necessarily have easy access to. Yeah, Anthony Saint Anthony is such an important saint for our time because of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a busy time. It's a noisy time. It's a very distracted time. And here's Anthony calling, um, being inspired by the Lord, calling us back to the desert, into the quiet, into the profound, and just listen mm. and that's something we don't do anymore well or we do very poorly as a people mm. nice any other uh, so that's so uh, any any other any any further that was a good that was a good quote any oh, any further quotes he's got a lot of great ones i i read one in a homily a few months ago that okay. i i think is is, is a similar along this the similar line nice um saint anthony said whoever hammers a lump of iron first decides what he is going to make of it a scythe, a sword, or an axe. Even so, we ought to make up our minds what kind of virtue we want to forge, or we labor in vain. Hmm. And I think that's that's one of the things that the desert reminds you of, is that, no, I have to direct my labors. Uh, I have to focus my, my efforts on doing one thing so I actually achieve that end. Because if I, if I don't accomplish it, then the, the, the harsh reality of the desert is going to swallow you. You know, and so oftentimes virtue can seem to be a sort of a nebulous thing, but in your life, when there's a clear, distinct need to grow in a particular virtue, well, then you got to work at it and be very clear and yeah. um, have a, a sense in your mind as to what it is you want to accomplish, and then how you're going to go about that. You can imagine a blacksmith who's sort of just randomly banging on a piece of iron, well, you know, without any clear sense of how it's going to turn into something nice. He's not going to get anything useful but if he has okay i need to make an axe so it's got to look like this and it can't look like that then then he makes lots of progress you're reminding me once again i was thinking of contemporary uh correlatives there was and maybe still is but maybe about 10 years ago a whole mm-hmm. series of books called the purpose driven dot dot oh yeah yeah purpose driven life purpose driven this purpose driven that so it's that that idea that if you don't if you're not working or striving with purpose you can right. be you can be a lot of you can be having a lot of activity but not mm-hmm. be going going anywhere right mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of motion but not a lot of movement if that makes right. sense mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not yeah. a lot of kind of forwardness um i was thinking the other day i was, I was talking and we we're in a group like ourselves here, priests, and uh, talking about best practices for confession, and a little bit of wisdom that I've been given over the years is if um, you find yourself just both personally or even in that role of confessor, where you find yourself in kind of the laundry list of like, it's the same old stuff that I find myself falling into, that kind of thing. Yeah, so you kind yeah. of you're seeing confession. Certainly, it's God's mercy and being forgiven, but it's nice to be able to break out and say, okay. 
what would you're talking about hammering a lump of iron or something you know it's kind of like my 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 weaknesses are this lump of iron i got to work with (laughs) and just kind of hammering away at trying to you know uh, let go of my selfishness in a way right but what's that lord asking me to do in a real way like what what virtue as you as you put well is is can be consequent upon the graces of this confession not just to kind of interrupt or kind of kind of break the cycle of little ways in which or even bigger ways in which I fail or we tend to fail as human beings. But what positive uh, kind of uh, instrument does the Lord want to make me to be his life and love for others can be a powerful way to look at that. Well, and I really love this image of a blacksmith hammering on a lump of iron because mm-hmm. each blow of the hammer yeah. makes a small difference. Yeah, it's it's a violent action. Is lots of sound and mm-hmm. sparks fly out, mm-hmm. but still, yeah. it, it it it's you, it's not just three blows and you've got an axe. Yeah, no, it takes many 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 strikes. And the the colder the bit of iron gets, the more it kind of sits around mm. out of the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the less you're you're hammering on it, does it has mm. to be in the fire and hot so yeah. that it can be um, uh, soft enough so that the hammer has an effect. So. Uh, if you don't put that iron back into the fire to heat it up, which, you know, so that you could think of that like confession, right? Yeah. It's going to confession can have that sort of uncomfortable, fiery feeling. Sure. Where you're more aware of. Yeah. Of, of, you're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. It, it yeah. can definitely feel that way. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but that's how God is, as it were, softening our soul. Right? Yeah. So then the, when the blows of life sort of are coming in, right, or our own efforts through 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 prayer, through penance, uh, and through through other deliberate acts of virtue that can come in and be effective. And so it's there's a lot of places this, this metaphor can go, but I think it, it really does speak to contemporary truth, um, which is that if we're not, you know, if, if we, in the beginning we don't have that sense of purpose, sense of direction where we're going to go, all these other things are not going to work. But it's you need more than just having that, a sense of purpose. Right? So yeah. It's yeah. not just that your purpose is driven, yeah. right? But rather that there's these tools in particular, the fire of divine love, which makes it all possible. And the ability to be, put yourself in the position to be mm, put into the fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the humility yeah. to yeah. do that yeah. in the worship. Yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> that comes with that. I, there's a story that is told that I, that I always remember about there's very famous temptations that Anthony has to face in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, either, I mean, just, and they're kind of all the usual things uh, Jesus himself faces in the right. desert, you know, so the devil tempts him with like, he's hungry, he's thirsty. He, there's um, tech, uh, sexual temptations. There's temptations to come mm-hmm. back to the, the world. And then there's this strange temptation or not strange, but just unusual temptation of these little, I mean, they turn out to be little demons, but they're little children kind of that were trying mm. to distract mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and things, and he he. It's not clear to him, first of all, that they are um, temptations; they're distractions. And uh-huh. but he realizes that they are not from God, but from the evil one. Uh, when he notices something about their uh, physical appearance, and that is, they w- walk in a very stilted way mm-hmm. because they can't bend their legs because. 
they have no kneecaps. Mm. And he mm-hmm. instantly says, oh, those are demons. And the guy he's with or whoever's, I forget exactly the, yeah. the setup of know? the story. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was kind of like, well, what? okay, the little kid doesn't have knees. Okay, like, what? what is that? Like, okay, that's yeah. kind of odd, but doesn't seem de- particularly demonic. And he's like, oh, no, only demons don't have knees because one of the things is that the name of Jesus, every knee will bend. And so if you are incapable of kneeling, you're incapable of loving. Ah, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is a little, little proverb for the desert. And I was like, wow. oh, so these little kids were here to the, basically to distract him from what he was supposed to be doing. But it looked benign. But when he noticed they had no knees, he's like, oh, no, these are prideful little, uh, not uh, they're little, yeah. uh, you know, apparitions of demons. And in, in terms of the story and the temptation, but it's kind of like, oh, so it was kind of like. I never put together the idea of allowing yourself to be distracted is a, is a kind of form of pride mm-hmm. where I've, in a sense, I'm in control of, of what I am doing, what I want to do. And I'm, I'm kind of in, there's, it takes a sense of humility to stay on task. Mm-hmm. Interesting kind of thought yeah. that's, that's, that St. Anthony has. And that is just another bit of, bit of spiritual wisdom uh, from, from, from the Anthony of the desert. Yeah. More quotes. I got another one for one you. Quotes? Okay, very good. Uh, this is this is one not, for right. a guy who hasn't read this. You seem to have a, I, I, a bunch of. I think did you just quote quote mine the book or something? No, no, no. This is this just is a, like there's a list of, 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 of the sayings of the Desert Fathers. I is read this haphazard internet no, research here. No, it's not <laughs> haphazard at all. <laughs> very, so it's hazardous. Very specific. Very specific. hazardous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm loving it. What's the next go. quote? There you go. For, all for, right. all, for, for the one guy who hadn't read it, you're you're, you're chock no, full of these. I've read this before. This, right, I right. read this the last. Life of St. Anthony. Oh, gotcha. Okay. To that particular text. Okay. <laughs> Abba Anthony also said, Yeah. Whoever has not experienced temptation cannot enter into the kingdom of yeah, heaven. there you go. He even added, without temptation, no one can be saved. That, see, that, there's, that's, that's something interesting. Cool. The yeah. other thing about the Desert Fathers is that they, they take yeah. things a little bit to the extreme. And you're yeah. like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, but yeah. you think about it, you're like, you yeah. know, that makes sense. Yeah. It really it does. does. Why does that make sense to you? Uh, so a couple of things come to mind. So, yeah. so first, um, uh, we've been talking about temptation as a mode of uh, deepening your spiritual life by the building up of virtue. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can't build a virtue if you don't exercise it. Yeah. So the hammering um, action we're talking about. Yeah, hammering, right? So it's, it's 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 when you're experiencing temptation and you're and you're you're triumph over and 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 have that strength to say okay no that's i don't want to do that that's when you grow yeah. right but if you've never been tempted before um it's not something that uh, you can get stronger in right because mm-hmm. there's no yeah. no opportunity to exercise right it's like yeah. without in you know astronauts in the space station without gravity pulling on their muscles they they atrophying it weak because they're not using them because hmm. there's no gravity there for them to fight against and so they need to do all this extra exercise to, to really fight that um but here on earth just by sitting around and having gravity that builds up our muscles our, our physical muscles so the same way as temptations build up our spiritual muscles even though mm-hmm. sometimes gravity's a pain <laughs> which it wasn't there it's getting in the way but it keeps our muscles strong. Same thing's true of temptations, right? Mm. By by conquering temptations, we grow in virtue. But we also give glory to God mm. in a very important way. Um, it's it's true that uh, sin you know, detracts uh, from us, right? But by us uh, acting virtuously, resisting temptation, we actually do, in a very special way, give glory to God mm. by operating according to His plan, working within us, and that's a special gift. Um, and finally. 
recall that Jesus himself was tempted. Uh, that's right. Right. Um, and if it was, in some sense, important and, and to be in, uh, to happen and to be related to us in Scripture, because I'm sure there's tons of things that happened to Jesus that we don't know about. Um, but this was so important that it was related to us in Scripture that Jesus was tempted. That's right, and that temptation isn't a sign of a particular weakness, right? No, but it's a, rather the other, the, the opposite, rather, rather um, that temptation allows us to work for our salvation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. salvation takes a lot of work. Relationships take a lot of work. And finally, temptation reminds us of the utter need for humility and for God's help, right? But, because we realize yeah. in the midst of temptation that we can't do it on our own. That's right. That we, we really do need his help. And so yeah. temptations yeah. drive us uh, to God. Yeah, shatter that illusion that we're, we, we've got it all handled. Mm-hmm. We've got exactly. self-resourceful in that way. Yeah, no, and I, oftentimes... We think if we're tempted, there's some reason that we've <laughs> that we're being tempted. It's our that, fault. That, 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 yeah, that's, yeah, that's somehow our mm-hmm. fault. Exactly yeah. right. Like, oh, I've done something wrong, or something's mm-hmm. amiss, or I'm tempted. And I'll often say, no, it's actually probably a sign that. Well, what was it a sign for Jesus that he was about to do <laughs> something right, <laughs> something, something great, good, something <laughs> he's amazing? About to launch his public ministry. So that's mm-hmm. precisely when he was tempted, yeah. not when he was going to do something wrong, but when he was going to be do something mm-hmm. not just great but holy, but sanctifying. Yeah. The, the work of salvation was about to begin, right? And that's when we're tempted. And so, yeah, I mean, I would tell many of people that I talk to on a regular basis mm-hmm. that that you really should uh, take care of your spiritual life, especially as we're leading up to your own personal feast day, your mm-hmm. birthday, Christmas, Easter, because the last thing that the devil wants mm-hmm. is for you to, pre- to celebrate those days well, right? Yeah. So he's going to throw all this temptation at you so yeah. you can actually ruin the day. It's true. Whenever we, we're in the midst of blessing or of, as you say, some celebration or some opportunity for God's grace, that's when the devil's going to be kind of hit us the Full hard. force. Yeah. yeah. And so rather than feeling like, oh, what did I do wrong? Or I'm doing something bad. Or there's this mm-hmm. kind of index of weakness. It's on the other hand, it's, it's really more of an index of, of potential strength, yeah. blessing and God's grace. In a way it's, it's considered a compliment by the devil that you're considered the target. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's true. Well, cause yeah. the devil's limited, right? The devil only has so much resource. And so that he's, that <laughs> he's putting yeah. any resource towards you or, or towards a context or situation means yeah. that it's worth doing. Otherwise, if you're never being tempted, I guess he could consider the alternative. <laughs> yeah. If you're never being tempted, maybe you're not generating. I, <laughs> I think you're taking the slide the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no, 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 they don't even have to, don't even have to bother being with temptation there. That's just so kind of just milk toasty, kind of mm-hmm. lukewarm. It doesn't really, no, no potential for anything great there. N- mm-hmm. No need to stir the waters of yeah. temptation. Gravity, huh? Nice. So we got to see, we got some spiritual secrets of St. Anthony for today. This was, this, this was, this this, is incredible. This was, I feel like this was a, kind of like a triple indie. I think we did it. <laughs> I think we went off the diving board. <laughs> the just cleanly, no exactly, splash. exactly. This was we the just accomplished indie. a triple axle. This is the triple indie of podcasting. We just uh, just walk down the hall, put the headsets on, and go for it. <laughs> Any last thoughts on on Anthony? Any final quotes to bring us home? With their with, with purpose-filled quotes of, of Saint Anthony is the one a, message I want our leaders to hear yeah. is that that like don't go to mass late. No, yeah, yeah don't <laughs> arrive to mass details. on time if not early. 
<laughs> no, it was. It's sometimes some of these these stories you don't want to focus too much on the details. But but no, let's just recap. So what do we got? We got first of all that sense of um, heightened awareness that God is speaking. Here's the point: God is always speaking to us. Right. There's a spiritual right. principle. Question is: Are we listening? Mm-hmm. And do we? even allow a kind of it's like oh you know how ahaz in the old testament when mm-hmm. they said um ask for a sign oh and i will he, not tempt the lord no i won't tempt the lord you know it's just kind of like it's kind of like the lord the lord you know draws our heart in a certain way and we're like well no lord you know we have some kind of pious excuse right mm-hmm. <laughs> so and anthony he kind of shakes us up to get beyond pious excuses for why this or that couldn't mm-hmm. happen he's he's all in and yeah and do we respond with that same all in as and uh, as father christopher that that first quote you gave us it doesn't mean that we're literally called in the same way to follow Christ, but that we are called in the same manner, that is, or the same sense of, of fullness of heart. <laughs> it's for mm-hmm. some, that's the desert. For others, that's our own activity and vocation that we're called to. To others, it's an intense life of prayer, some to service, some to a balanced life, and to those who have the perfect balance, it means you're called to be a Dominican. Why not? <laughs> Amen. 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 That's not the verse. And then the next, and then the, the next little bit, bit of wisdom is that that sense in which temptation is part of the spiritual life. In fact, as, as he says, necessary for salvation, which is, as you say, perhaps maybe a little bit of an overstatement, but maybe but, but, but sensible in, in that way in terms of how temptation can, just in the normal way of spiritual life can shape us and burst the illusion of. Self-sufficiency, keep us humble, um, and give us that sense of, of God's presence in there. And then what was, what was the, the, it was the second, what this, that second quote was about, oh, the purposefulness of things that, that we're being shaped yeah. and there's gotta be a sense of purpose, direction, humility, going to make sure that you're, uh, and intentionality, intentionality. About yeah. Picking the virtue you want to form and working, That's right, at it. working at it. Yeah. So here's your, here's our questions for the God speaking. So what's he saying? What virtue right. is he calling us to? What temptations would keep us from growing mm-hmm. in that virtue in every way? And through the intercession of St. Anthony, we ask for his blessing that we might hear, we might have that intentionality. We might overcome temptation and that, well, maybe even just have some bacon tomorrow morning in his honor on his feast day. (laughs) So, dear general (laughs) listeners, we'll accept all meat products, especially ham products, at the door. Exactly. And if you want to help out the podcast specifically, email us at podcast at stdominics.org. Tweet us out, Facebook us out, subscribe, um, and get other people to do the same. And so through the intercession of St. Anthony and uh, for all... All those uh, who are listening today, may you truly radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen. Amen.